You know, before I had children, well, I say before I had children, before we, me and my wife, amen. <laughs> All right. Before we had children, you know, I had heard that there was a thing called pregnancy craving. All the mothers in the house, I don't know if this is, this is, this is, this is true. I had heard about that. I had heard there's something called pregnancy craving where a pregnant woman would crave and not just, not just any type of normal things, not craving just normal food. A pregnant woman would crave sometimes some crazy food. There'll be a craving where it, 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 there's an itch that nothing else could satisfy except for this thing that they're craving. And there's all sorts. I was, I was reading a, an article online. They said uh, some people crave all sorts of things. They, they heard of stories where pregnant women who don't like spicy food all of a sudden crave spicy food. I heard people saying that people have ice cream and hot sauce. Come on now. Hey, hey just mix that all up in together, just up in there. I've heard people saying they were just craving ice. They don't want to eat nothing else but ice. I've seen some ladies in here just eat ice just for fun. That's just, just for no reason, just for ice. I've heard people say they crave chalk. Soil, yes, soil. Stuff that plants grow in. I've heard that. And I had heard about all of this. And I thought, hey, you guys are a bit, you know, come on now. It's, a bit, it's taking the mick a little bit. Until my wife got pregnant with our first child. God bless her. And she would tell me some stories. She'll tell me some stories. She'll say, you know what, babe? I have a craving. I was like, hey, what do you need? What do you need? We got, we, we got some rice, some chicken. Well, I can go down McDonald's for you. What do you need? She's like, nah, I've got a craving. I was like, listen, I, I, I'll jump in the car right now. What do you want me to go? What do you, KFC, what is it? Dixie's chicken? Hey, what's, you don't know about Dixie's chicken up here, do you? Hey, what, what's going on? It says, I crave brick dust. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm sorry for bringing you out. But I had to. I had to. I still love her. God bless you. She's amazing. Brick dust. She said, I crave brick dust. I was like, I can't help you with that one. That's a bit, that's a bit out there. You know what I mean? Brick dust. That's what she craves. And it was funny because in the time when we had, we, she was pregnant with our first child in our, in our first house, uh, there was a time where some workers came into our house and they needed to do some maintenance. And there was a time, there was a bit of an entrance towards our house where they were doing some maintenance and they exposed the bare brick of the wall. And she told me every time she walked past the wall, <laughs> she just walked past the wall and she just. <laughs> I said, come on, love, come on, you can't be serious. Until one day she told me, right? She told me, she admitted, I think months after the baby was born, she admitted, she said, I'm sorry, forgive me. She admitted to me one day, she couldn't take it no more. She couldn't take it. She got some of the brick dust. And because you, if you know my wife, you know she's very, very clean. She's very clean. She has bleach all over the house. But she got some of the brick dust and she thought, I can't just eat the brick dust, it's dirty. So she actually got it and actually washed the brick dust. <laughs> and, then, and then ate the brick dust. I mean, come on, man. She said she used to grit it between her teeth. She's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> hey, cravings are real. Can you say that in this place? Because cravings are all about satisfaction. Right? There's times where only a something specific will hit that spot. 
There's times where something, only something, one particular thing will quench that hunger or quench that thirst. Nothing else will do. Can you say that in this place? And I want to pick up on that point today and talk about a few things. I want to talk about a few things in a sermon I've entitled Soul Food. Can you say amen in this place? Soul Food. Let's read Isaiah 55 verse 1. We're going to read to verse number 2. The Bible says, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Soul food. Reason I say that today is because um, I want to point out a fact firstly is that we as human beings uh, are made up of three different parts. Um, We understand that from the very beginning um, when all human beings were made, we were made in the wonderful image of God. Can you say amen in this place? Um, There is nothing else in his creation um, that is made in his likeness except us. So sorry, Mr. Scientist, my ancestors was not a monkey. Can you say amen in this place? I am made, fearfully and wonderfully made in the wonderful image of God. You are made in the wonderful image of God. Look at Genesis 1 verse 26. The Bible says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. This verse gives insight to God himself. Just as the almighty God is three in one, so too are we three parts in one. We are the body, we are the mind, and the soul. Now there's various, you know, there's, there's different uh, variations to this. People say body, mind, and spirit, or heart, mind, you know. But they all refer to us having three different parts. And in order to be a well-balanced individual, we need to be well-balanced in all three parts. Body, mind, and soul. And we see this play out. We see this kind of three-in-one nature play out in one of the greatest commandments given to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy 6, verse number 5, the Bible says, You shall love the God with all, sorry, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So here we see the three parts again. Heart, you see, is synonymous with the mind. So the Bible is saying, listen, you need to love God with all the ways that you think. Love God with all your mind. Your soul, that is your inner being. And it's saying, love God with your inner being and your strength. The King James Version says, love God with all your might. This is your human power, your strength, your energy that comes from your body. We are three parts. Does that make sense this morning? I want to look at those three parts because sometimes we understand parts but neglect other parts of our, our being. I want to look at the body first of all. The body, this is the part that is conscious to the physical world around us. God has created this fantastic, complicated machine that we're still learning about today. Can you say amen in this place? We're still finding out the, 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 the complexities of our body. There's a few doctors in the house. Amen. You have to study just to understand this thing that we walk in every day. And listen, if you're an adult of average weight, amen, average weight, all right now. 
It says, in 24 hours, you accomplish some huge tasks. In 24 hours, you accomplish things without even paying a second thought. Listen to this. In 24 hours, your heart beats around 104,000 times. Your blood travels around 168 million miles. You breathe over 23,000 times. You almost inhale uh, about 450 cubic feet of air. You eat around 1.5 kg of food, some more than others. Can you say amen in this place? You drink around two to three liters of liquid. You, you lose around three kg of waste. You speak around four to 5,000 words in a day. <laughs> Certain genders may speak a little bit more than others. Can you say amen? Come on now. <laughs> You move around 750 muscles in one day. Your nails grow 0.001 millimeter each day. Your hair grows 0.4 millimeters a day. You exercise 7 million brain cells. Listen, the human body is amazing. Can you say amen in this place? A well-oiled machine and most of those things you do without sparing a second thought. And God also created this wonderful body to reproduce. Look at Genesis 35 and 11. And the Bible says, And God said to him, I am God Almighty. This is God speaking to Jacob. Be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. This is an amazing thing. Listen, we have our five senses in our body. We can smell, we can taste, we can hear, we can see and we can feel. The problem is the world has created many things to appeal to those five senses to the point where we think it's just all about the body and nothing else. Come on now. And to the point where we think, listen, I just need to take care of my body. Healthy eating. We understand if I eat too much, it might won't be too good. We need to eat healthily. We understand working out. We need to go to the gym. We need to do some walking. We understand that. We need to stand, walk. We even cover our body with fashion. We understand how to take care of our body, but sometimes it can be taken too far. To the point where all we live, all we do is all about the body and nothing else. I gotta make sure I look good. Why? Because I need to look good. Make sure I eat good. Not because it's, you know, just because I just look good. You know them six-pack abs that everyone's trying to get? I wanna make sure I get those six-pack abs. Now it's not even about six-pack anymore. Now it's about eight or ten-pack. People are focused about the body. Don't get me wrong. This is not a sermon to say neglect your body, have your hair all jaggedy, don't brush your teeth. No, we understand we need to take care of our body, but people are taking it too far to the point where this is all they take care of. And this is all we focus on. And life just becomes about satisfying the body, satisfying the flesh. You know what lives like that? Animals. Animals. Listen, an animal could be walking anything. You get a, a pet or something. That's why, you know, you know, in my house, you won't find any pets in our house. Come on now. Because I see in our, in our, in our roundabout where we live, there's a lot of dog walkers out there. They, they walk their dogs. And God bless you if a dog. I'm not nothing against you guys. God bless you. I love you guys. But I just see they're walking. If the dog's walking, if the dog want to do the right there and then, it's going to. There's no, there's no decorum. It's, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Right, wild animals, if they want to go and sleep around, that's exactly what they'll do. They'll just go and do it because they're just satisfying the body. 
And the thing is, society will try and debase human to that level to say you're just a body and nothing else. And if that's what you are, then live like that. Live like an animal. It's okay if you want to do that. It's okay if you want to just... No, no, no. There's more than just the body. Can you say amen in this place? We are made in the image of God. There's more than just the flesh. How about the second third of the, of the human being? And that is our mind. Now this is a new trend because now we're starting to understand the mind. And the new trend is all about mental health. It's all about mental health. So we're understanding that now. Before it was neglected. People didn't really talk about it. But now we're starting to open up and talk about it. It is now the buzzword, especially with men now, that we're thinking about our mind. We're starting to try and take care of our mind. And listen, this is a good thing. We should be taking care of our mind because the way that you think can affect more than you think. Can you say amen in this place? So it is actually a good thing that we are taking care of our mind. Listen, I'm not knocking that. We understand that Bible says in Proverbs, listen, as a man thinks, so is he. So your power, the power that you have in your brain can actually play out in your body, can play out in how you do things, the decisions you make, the things you take on board. We need to understand that. Listen, the tool of the enemy is isolation. If he can take you away from people and you've just got your mind to think over things, this is where depression starts to come in. This is where issues start to come in. Because if you don't take care of your mind, listen, you can go disjointed. So the fact that we're taking care of our mind is a very, very good thing. I'm not knocking it. But listen, that's just two thirds of the body. We're taking care of our body. We understand that. We're taking care of our mind. But sometimes in so doing, we can forget or neglect the most inner being, which is the soul. Can you say amen in this place? Our text says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Let your soul, in our text, the Hebrew word for soul is nephesh. And it's the same word you get right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, when God created man, it's the same word you get in Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living nephesh, the same word, a living being. So the word in our text used for soul is the same word used when God literally breathed the breath of life into man. And that's what makes the difference. The soul is your inner being. This is what God breathed into us. It is our soul. And it's fantastic because this is what drives the body and what drives the mind. This is what makes the difference. I find our bodies so fantastic. But how many know, listen, if my soul was to depart from my body right now, how many know my body would look different? Come on, right now you see me animated. You see me passionate, talking about this, spitting all over the place. Listen, you see me like that, but it is my soul driving this vehicle. When my soul leaves this vehicle, this will just be an inanimate object. Come on, there's sometimes, listen, uh, I've been to funerals, uh, you know, I've been to many funerals, unfortunately I've been to many funerals, uh, um, and one of the things that always kind of shocks me, or not shocks me, but kind of like when they're open casket funerals, it's so sad when it's my relatives and so on, and I see an open casket funeral, and I look, I look at the body, and that is not my uncle anymore. 
Come on. You touch it, it becomes it is stiff and hard because there's something missing. There's something inside of the person that is missing. And it's that word, it's that word nefesh, the soul that is breathed into us by God from the very beginning. Listen, I found an illustration. I found a story. There's, a, there's, a, there's an island in Indonesia called Sulawesi. And I found out that they keep the dead bodies of their ancestors in their house. Some of them for weeks. Some of them for months. And if you've got a lot of money, for years. And I was like, no, no, surely this ain't this. Well, I had to do some investigation. I had to read up on it. But they believe that if a dead person is in the house, they're not really dead. They're just sleeping or they're just sick. But when you see this, I mean, it's, they go so far, they actually prepare food and, and put it right next to them. Prepare drink and pour it in, in, in their mouth and stuff like that. They actually prepare that they change the clothes, they dress it up and so on. But listen, once the soul has left, once the soul has gone, that person is no longer anymore. It is just a body and you can even see it. They're stiff and they're starting to decompose and they're changing all the clothes and stuff. You're thinking, what on earth are you doing? Listen, that is not your relative anymore. That's not your ancestor anymore. To the point where some of them in the, in the, in the village, they actually put them up on post and worship them, touch them and stuff, saying, what are you playing at? That's just a body. There's something else that has departed that's missing now. Life is more than just the body. Can you say amen in this place? It is more than that. That is now just something that's stiff. And the reason I say that is to illustrate the point of the importance of the soul. The soul is what brings something to life. Once the soul has gone out of something, listen, it is dead. You know, there's a saying, you are the life and soul of the party. What they're saying is, when you're there, listen, things are alive. If the soul was to leave, then everything is dead. That's what they're saying. So it brings life. And I said all of that to say this. Listen, we understand how to take care of our body we understand now we're getting to understand how to try and take care of our mind but we do this sometimes and neglect our soul the very most inner being of us we neglect it and this is all too present in the world the world desires the pleasures of the flesh the world desires the things that will satisfy their body and gratify their body but neglect can also come from within the house of God you could be in the house of God. You come every week. You could be labeled a Christian, but you are neglecting to nourish your soul. Look at your prayer list. How many things are there to do with your flesh? How you know the stuff is that there's a long list of things I need, but God, I need you. I need something to nourish the innermost being within us. Listen, James 4, you always used to perplex me this verse. James 4 and verse number 3 says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Sometimes we'd be asking God, God, do this for my body. God, I need this to cover my body. God, feed this. Listen, those are legitimate needs. But your prayer list, there should be something on your prayer list to nourish your soul. There should be something you're asking God for to speak to and touch the innermost being of you. Something that money can't do, that clothing can't do, that cars and houses can't do. Listen, because life is more than the, just the body. Can you say amen in this place? We need some soul food. 
Can you say amen in this place? Our soul needs to be nourished, that it can grow, that it can be built up. Listen, our, our scripture says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Many people have a long list of things they want to get, things they want to have. But listen, can I tell you, once you get what you want, you will not want what you get. It's a, it's a life from hell. If I just have this, then I'm ready. Come on, you've got a list. If I just have this amount of money, or if I'm just driving this, or if I live here, then I'll be fine. But when you get what you want, you won't want what you get. Because that's not going to satisfy. There's something more going on in this complex being that's sitting before us. Listen, there's, com- there's something more going on. We need to strengthen and nutrition, uh, give nutrition to our soul. Listen, nutrition builds up and it strengthens. Therefore, the lack of weakens and tears down. You know, physical malnutrition is horrible. You start to see the body just start to literally eat itself and, 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 and you know, organs start to, start to die off and there's many different complications of not having the proper nutrition. Physical malnutrition is horrible, but can I say to you, spiritual malnutrition is equally as horrible. We will be left starving, wanting. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, Listen, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, we understand we need to eat. Man needs to eat. We understand that. But there must be more. It's not just the physical needs we need to attend to. It's not just the physical being we need to continue to petition God for. No, there's something else that needs to be strengthened. There's something Something else that requires nutrients and that is to feed our soul. When Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, she was concerned with water for her body. But Jesus said to her, listen, what I offer you is living water. Look at John 4 and verse 14. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. We need that water this morning. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, we need physical water. Yes, we do. Our body is made up 70% of water we need to drink. You don't drink water, you need to drink your water. But there is something else we need to feed on. Can you say amen in this place? There's something else in order for us to be whole. There's something else. There's a different source we need to get the water from. And that is the living water from Christ Jesus. Can you say amen in this place? There's nothing wrong with taking care of the body. There's nothing wrong with taking care of the mind. It's just a question of priority, which is why Jesus said the other stuff will come. My favorite killer verse, Matthew 6, 33. I've said it many times in this church behind this pulpit. We understand that Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all that other stuff, yeah, it'll be added onto you. Listen, we need the other stuff. The Father, the Bible says, knows we have need of these things. But listen, we need to address what, what the first things first. Can you say amen in this place? We need to understand what is actually important so that we can come and be whole and actually enjoy those other things. Come on now. Look at 3 John 1 and 2. It says, Beloved, 
I pray that you may prosper in all things. See, we like what we see. He understands. Prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. So when you read that, grammatically, what he's saying is like, your soul is prospering. That's first. I pray that the rest of the stuff also prospers. But is the soul has to prosper first. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I pray you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul is already prospering. He makes a prerequisite. He's saying your soul needs to be prospering before anything else. Your soul needs to be nourished before anything else. And now that your soul is prospered, okay, I'm going to pray that you prosper in all other things as well. There is a priority, soul first, then everything else. Can you say amen in this place? And I want to bring it to the final part of what I want to say to you, why we need soul food. Because you see, the soul is the only part of you, the only part of us that will live on forever. It's the only part that will continue on. Listen, we're all going to, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die. And after this comes the judgment. We're all going to head that way. Listen, doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Doesn't matter if you're white, you're black. Doesn't matter if you have money, if you, you have family, you're on your own. Doesn't matter where you come from. Death is coming to each and every one of us. You know, 100% of people that are ever born will die. That's a fact of life. We're all heading that way. Eh? And when we step across uh, that line, we're going to swap this corruptible body for incorruption. Can you say amen in this place? So the body that we are now walking in and, 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 and uh, transacting in, uh, listen, you're, gonna, you're not going to recognize this body when you see me in heaven in my mansion. Come on now. Listen, I'm going to swap this one for an upgraded model. Come on. This one, the, 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 the pains, listen, I said this before, listen, I'm growing a little bit older, I'll tell you, I used to jump out of bed, but now I have to like, I have to creep out of bed and like hold my back sometimes. I'm thinking, I'm too young for back problems. Come on, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Come on. Sometimes your knee would just click. Have you ever heard that before? Because this body is, is, after a while, it starts, to, it starts to break down. It starts to, starts to deteriorate. But we're going to swap this body. This body doesn't last forever. Come on now. Doesn't last forever. We've seen it. So we're going to swap on even the mind to a certain extent. Listen, the Bible says that he'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no more sadness, no more depression. We won't remember that anymore. So even your mind won't continue on to a certain extent. The only part of you, the part of the three made up of you that will last forever is your soul. And that's why it's so important to understand, to make sure that we nourish our soul. Because if we don't, just like my wonderful wife, there will always be a craving for something. Trying to find out, oh, what can I find out something to put in my body, my mind. No, 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 it's your soul. It's so important. And your soul is so important to God. Look at Proverbs 11.30. The Bible says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins a soul is wise. Precious commodities, the soul of men and women, the souls of men and women, the soul will live on, which is why Jesus said, store up heavenly treasure. Don't store up stuff. Listen, this is, and again, you know, be wise. We're not saying don't have any savings or anything like that for a while you're here. Let's, you, you must do. But what he's saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. 
Don't put all your eggs in the flesh basket. Don't just think it's all about this life. I've got to save here, I've got to do this. No, store up heavenly treasure because your soul is going to last on forever. Your soul is going to exist forever, either with him or in judgment. But listen, your soul will continue on. I want to read our main scripture again as we close. Isaiah 55, 1 and 2. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, Come buy and eat. This is for free. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Church, we need to pay attention to our inner being. We need to pay attention to nourishing our inner being to nourishing what God breathed in us, what God deposited in us. We need to nourish that, build that up. Because if we don't, we'll continue to have a hunger and we won't be able to satisfy it in anything else or anyone else. There's a whole list of things you can think of, relationship, money, promotion, title, a whole, whole list of things that we chase for to try and scratch that itch, to try and satisfy But if we don't nourish the soul, we will never be satisfied. Church, we need some soul food. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. Soul food. The Bible says, come to the waters. What waters? Well, Jesus said the same thing to the woman at the well. He who drinks of the water that I shall give will never thirst. We have need of things. Listen, we have needs. I can give you a list of my needs. I have needs, yes, for the physical. But my greatest need, my greatest hunger, my greatest desire is to connect my inner being with the Creator. said at the beginning we were made in his wonderful image tonight I'm going to be speaking about the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit but so as the Almighty God is three in one so too are we mind, body and soul and we need to be balanced by ensuring that we're taking care of every part of us our body our mind and most importantly our soul so if you're in this place and you know you you've you've neglected your soul let's be honest you're in this place and your moral compass is 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 pointing to the world you're doing things just as society tells you to do them you're in relationships sleeping around just as society will tell you is normal You go into places and find in your entertainment just as society tells you to have entertainment. Let's be honest, your moral compass is is, is off. It's off kilter. And you're pointing to the things of the world. Well, today, I want to give you an opportunity to change that and connect your soul with the Alpha and the Omega. And you can do that Bible says by believing 
the Lord Jesus, believing in your heart or in your mind, the Lord Jesus, and confessing with your mouth that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says if you do that, you'll be saved. So through the blood of Jesus Christ, you can connect your soul with God again. Because all the bad things you've done has brought separation. All the things we've done, the sins you've committed, the, the, the things that are against God's law has brought a separation. Now you're living separate to God. And we know the Bible says the wages for that, the wages for sin is death. You can be judged for eternity. The Bible says there'll be weeping, gnashing of teeth. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You don't know if you are born again. If you're in this place and you don't know where you would go if you were to die today. And you want Jesus Christ to come and give you that blessed assurance that you'll be a new creation. All I want you to do is, is raise your hand. You, wanna, you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Your life to be changed, brand new. You'll be a new creation. Put your hand up. You want that? That's you. You want Jesus Christ. Front to back, left to right, under the sound of my voice. You want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord, personal Savior. And become a new creation. Be born again. And enter heaven if you're to die. That gift, that offer is for you right now. Put the hand up if that's you. You want that? Put the hand up. All across this place. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you used to know Christ and you used to know uh, his laws. You used to walk in his fellowship, but the world has pulled you away. You're distracted, but you want to come back home. Again, this call is for you. Put that hand up. Unsaved or backslidden in this place. You want Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. If that's you, don't, be, don't look around. Don't, doesn't matter. All eyes are closed. Heads are bowed. If you want that, you want that. Put the hand up. I kind of privilege. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Brave. Amen. Don't matter what people around you think. It's between you and God. When you die, you die on your own. There's no one with you. You make a decision for you. Amen. God bless you. If there's more, if there's more, put the hand up. Put the hand up. If God is speaking to you, put the hand up. You may be thinking, people, no, I can't be doing that. I can't be doing that. No, if the God is speaking to you, put the hand up. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So those of your hand up, listen, every, high, every eye is closed, every, eye is, every head is bowed. Just those with your hand up, I want you to look up at me. Look up at me. If your hand up, your hand up, look up at me. Amen. God bless you. Do you mean that, my brother? Do you mean that? Do you mean that? I believe you did. Amen. God bless you. Do you mean that? God bless you. I want you to do one more thing. Just come, come to the front with me. I want to pray with you. Come to the front with me. Come to the front, my brother. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Again, have the brother from the church, a sister from the church, please, to pray with the precious souls here. Come, 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 come. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Speaking to Christians in this place. Oh, the psalmist wrote, As the deer pants for the water, is thirsty for the water, so my soul longs after you. 
my soul, the deep innermost being wants to connect with you. Sometimes church, we can neglect that longing. We can neglect that wanting. And we can try and appease it with other things. Try and appease it saying, listen, if I just get this, then I'll be satisfied. If I could just make it here, I'll be satisfied. If I can just have this, then I'll have all I'll ever need. God, just provide this. And yes, God is our provider. We should be praying for those things. But it should not come above our number one desire, our number one longing to come and be and dwell in his house, to come and connect with him. Oh, we should not let anything in this world distract us and take us away. So church, what we're going to do, we're going to come and spend some time taking some soul food. Listen, we're going to come and spend some time saying, God, my soul longs after you and I want more of you. God, my soul desires you and I'm thirsty for you. What we're going to do, church, we're going to pray and ask God to come and reveal himself. Listen, these altars are open. Come and find your place. Come out of your seat. Come and pray and connect your soul, your inner being with God and say, God, I'm sorry for the things that I've made it when it's all about you. God, I'm sorry for the things I've tried to quench this hunger when it's all about you. Oh, your soul longs. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, bless your name.